main concern is the claim check. Whatever parcel it's redeemable for must certainly be of great value. It certainly must. Mantell gave us a $1,000 bill to guarantee the check's safekeeping. He saved the check, but not himself. There's no mistake, he was murdered because of it. Yes, and our place here turned topsy-turvy in the search for it. Well, anyway, there's comfort in knowing that you have it with you. Now we can find out what makes it so valuable. I haven't it with me, Denny. What? You left it here? No, I mailed it. You mailed it? While you were waiting outside the telegraph office. It'll arrive here safe and sound in the first mail tomorrow morning. Yes, Miss Miller, Steve Mantell was murdered. Why? Steve never did anything wrong to anybody. Why would anybody want to kill him? Miss Miller, I have an idea that Steve Mantell wasn't everything you thought he was. What do you mean by that? I'm not sure, but I should know by morning. What are you talking about? I expect a wire from the Chicago police in answer to an inquiry of mine concerning Steve Mantell. And, in addition... An important envelope will arrive by the first mail. No, Captain Drummond, you're wrong. I know you're wrong. Steve, wouldn't Captain you... Drummond. Yes, Denny? The man with the black bag. I just saw him from the window. Got out of an auto downstairs. He's standing on the corner again. All right. Miss Miller. Yes? I want you to remain here in your apartment. I'll call you in the morning. Come along, Denny. It's about time we had a talk with that man with the black bag. <laughs> There he is, sir, standing near the street lamp. Stay in the shadows along the building. Have your revolver ready. It's ready right now, sir. Look, he's walking away. Uh, he must have seen us coming. Hurry. But he's walking faster. He's making for his car. Quickly, before... <coughs> Down, Denny. We'll crawl over behind those stairs. A man with a bag. Look at him, Denny. Why, he's falling over. Come on. Come on. Those shots were meant for him, not us. Well, sir... He's dead. Get that black bag. It's over near the curb there. You're right. Yes, here it is, sir. Look at this. His identification card. Hmm. Robert Matthews. Benson Investigation Bureau, Chicago, Illinois. A private detective. Now let me see the bag. Yes, here you are, sir. Hmm. An odd-looking box. Those dials. It looks like some sort of a radio. A short wave set of some kind. It picks up waves, Denny, but not sound waves. Yes, but what kind is it? A Geiger counter. It's used to detect and measure the presence of radioactivity in the atmosphere. Oh, oh yes, I remember now. The atomic bomb. I remember seeing it in the newsreels. It was used in the atomic bomb test. That's right. Oh, sir, the, the atomic bomb. The parcel claim check. Must be for a package that contains an atomic bomb. Denny. Heaven, sir, well, here we are. Easy, uh, Denny. Uh, I'm sure an atomic bomb isn't involved in this. You can rest assured the city's peace will be undisturbed. As for us, we'll just have to wait for the claim check and the mail. In the meantime, let's hope nothing blows up in our faces. Oh, dear, of all the mornings for the mail to be late, this above all days. Don't worry, Denny. It'll be along any minute. Yes, hello. Captain Hugh Drummond. Uh, who's calling? This is Western Union, a telegram from Chicago for Captain Drummond. Oh, oh just a moment. Uh, Captain Drummond, the wire from Chicago is here. Oh, give me the phone. Captain Drummond speaking. A wire from police headquarters, Chicago. Yes, go ahead, read it. Regarding your inquiry concerning Edward Torrey. Subject is wanted for questioning in connection with theft 
of $100,000 worth of radium from Chicago office of Crystal Laboratories. Case in addition to police in hands of Benson Investigation Bureau. Signed, Inspector C.F. Bradley. Thank you very much. Well, Denny, you can rest easier. It's definitely not an atomic bomb. Radium. Radium? $100,000 worth, to be exact, stolen from a laboratory in Chicago. The pieces begin to fit together. Robert Matthews of the Benson Investigation Bureau was trying to track down that stolen radium. That's why he was killed. Mantell stole the radium? Mantell, under the name of Edward Torrey. But, sir, why was Matthews carrying the Geiger counter? Well, Denny, radium, too, sends off radioactive elements. Uh, oh, oh, that must be the mail. At last. I'll get it. I... Yes? Hello, Drummond. Well, the gentleman of the pajamas. I hardly recognized you without your nocturnal get-up. Yeah. But you recognize this, don't you? Offhand, I'd say that's a revolver. You win the $64. Uh, Captain Drummond, did the envelope come out? Oh, dear. All right. Back up, both of you. We have a visitor, Denny. Not for long. Oh, by the way, Drummond, uh, the mailman won't be here this morning. Your mail was picked up for you. Don't you know it's impolite to read other people's mail? Funny man. It's also illegal. You too, huh? Turn around, funny men. I said around. This ain't a dime store toy. Now around. Face that wall, that's it. Both you funny men cracked your last joke. Oh! Captain Drummond. Yes, Denny. Uh, you all right? So far. Oh. Denny. Denny, look behind us. Uh, why, it's he. Yes. And as dead as he would have had us. Uh, but uh, uh, where did the shot come from? There's no time to investigate now. Get the Geiger counter and hurry. Y yes, sir. We're going radium hunting. But where are we going to look? We don't have the claim check. I remember the number. It was 862. Oh, but what good's the number? We don't even know where the parcel is stored. Denny, if you came from Chicago by train and you wanted to check a parcel immediately upon arrival, where would you do it? Why, why at Grand Central Station, of course. That's where we begin. Grand Central Station. <laughs> We'll enter the station from the West Plaza, Denny. That's nearest the parcel checking room. Yes, sir. Well, what's that? The Geiger counter. Listen to it. Well, it's ticking faster. The nearer we get to the station, the more active it becomes. The radium must be in the parcel room. Parcel 862, you say? That's right, 862. I want to see it immediately. Sorry, 862 was checked out just a few minutes ago. <laughs> Get going, Denny. The package was picked up just before I got there. Yeah, right, sir. Uh, you know, sir, I thought something was strange. Just as you went into the station, the counter trailed off and then stopped completely. Cut across town, Denny. We'll avoid the heavy traffic. Yes, where are we going? We're paying a long-delayed call on Roxy Hagen. But why Roxy now? Because the parcel room attendant's description of the man who picked up the package fits Roxy to a T. <laughs> Uh, the counter's starting up. We're on the right trail again. Yes, and we're getting nearer to Roxy's place.
this elevator is so slow we could have walked up faster. We'll be there in a second. Captain Drummond. Started as if it came from above. This way, Denny. Right. Apartment 6-3. Here, here it is. The door's locked. Come on, we're breaking it in. Ready? I'm ready. It's giving. What's more? That's it. But look, sir, the window's opening. Must have gone down the fire escape. No, no. No, Denny, look. Over there on the floor. Oh. It's Roxy. Yes. It looks as if we won't have that talk with him after all. In just a moment, we'll have the exciting climax of tonight's adventure. USO represents the three great faiths, Protestant, Catholic, and Jewish, and combines the efforts of six member agencies, the Young Men's Christian Associations, the National Catholic Community Service, the Salvation Army, the Young Women's Christian Associations, the National Jewish Welfare Board, the National Travelers' Aid Association. USO is the voluntary expression of the American people's desire to stand beside the G.I., as shown by the remarkable record of a billion and a half services by a million and a half volunteers. USO's task in 1947 is part of the unfinished task of winning the war, of safeguarding the fruits of victory so that peace can be made secure. They still need USO, and USO is you. Now, back to the exciting climax of our story. Why, uh, Captain Drummond. Miss Miller. Come in. Go ahead, Denny. We were going to call on you sooner, but we were busy clearing up the case. You mean you found out who killed Steve? Well, let's say we found out who was responsible for his death. But you, Miss Miller, can undoubtedly tell us who the actual murderer was. I? What are you talking about? Was it Roxy? Roxy? Or was it the gentleman of the pajamas? What are you... Or did you do that one yourself, too? Captain Drummond, I demand to know what you mean. Rather a good actress, too, in addition to her other talents, huh, Denny? Oh, I don't know, sir. I would say her performance is a bit too studied, deliberate. I don't know what you two are driving at, or what ideas you have, but I'm sure that the police will settle this. You know, Miss Miller, I thought the same thing. That's why I took the liberty of calling them. They should arrive shortly. But in the meantime, you might turn the radium over to us. Radium? Yes, I'd feel much better if it were in our hands. Radium? Denny, you might demonstrate our little gadget. It was pleasure, sir. Now, Miss Miller, here's a little item that no household should be without, especially if a radium thief should be lurking about. All right, Denny, switch it on. Interesting item, isn't it, Miss Miller? No. That's enough, Denny. Well, what have you proven, Captain Drummond? Oh, now, really, Miss Miller, for a person with such a keen interest in radium, I'm surprised at your ignorance concerning our little telltale mechanism. By elimination, it led us directly here to the radium and to you. And um, speaking of elimination, you appear to excel at it, too. Yes? Yes. Please stop me if I'm incorrect. You had a neat plan worked out. You put a scare into your fiancé to get the claim check out of his hands. Steve Mantell was murdered. You led to 
his apartment on a ruse while you had Roxy go through my place for the claim check. When I dropped the hint to you that I was expecting an important envelope in the mail, you realized it was really time to get down to business. The man with a black bag was getting too close for comfort. So you had him written off. And then I imagine you played off Roxy and your other cohort against each other. But even a two-way split between you and Roxy was unsatisfactory. So Roxy had to go. And that left just you and $100,000 worth of radium. Am I wrong? Well, uh, I would take Miss Miller's silence to mean that you're quite correct, sir. Yes, Denny. Miss Miller had a good plan, but it didn't work. And if Miss Miller thinks her plan was good, wait until she hears the one the state will have laid out for her. And in cases like hers, the state's plans always work. Bulldog Drummond will return in just a moment to tell us about next week's story. Let's hold down traffic deaths and injuries. Death on our highways is increasing. Traffic accidents have been mounting since the end of the war. Smash-ups have reached more than once a minute, all day, every day in the year. But the encouraging thing is that accident prevention education has actually succeeded in holding down accidents below the level of 1941, the last pre-war year. The job can be done. Lives can be saved. Now, here is Bulldog Drummond to tell us about next week's story. Next week's story has many curious features. Among them, a lake that climbs a mountain simply because it's bored. And a scheme devised by a blonde Miss Baker, which would have failed if it had succeeded. And only succeeded when finally it failed. Miss Baker had to be destroyed, of course. But I'm sure she didn't mind. And anyhow, as Denny puts it, what else could she have expected when she had... No murder to guide her. Be sure to listen, won't you? And so, into the night walks Bulldog Drummond, seeking new adventure and excitement. Join us next week at the same time when we'll bring you Bulldog Drummond, starring Ned Weaver, in another thrilling story. Tonight's adventure was written by Edward J. Adamson. Arthur Van Horn speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.